Today, I'm going to talk about integrity because one of my favorite subjects, integrity saved my life. About 15 years ago, 14 years ago, my life fell apart. I was going through a second divorce. I was drinking to a point of oblivion. I was lying to everybody around me and I was in so much pain. And I didn't know why. All I knew was that when I was drinking, the pain kind of went away a little. At least it distracted me. But the drinking actually started to become more of a problem because I was missing things, calling in sick, being hung over all the time. And my solution became the problem because my solution was alcohol. And alcohol acted as a way for me to be able to get out of my head and away from all of the pain in my life that was going on. And it wasn't until I started getting sober and I started doing rehabilitation, going to AA, finding a sponsor and working the steps that I started to understand both why my life was in such a mess and what I needed to do to get out of it. And it started with my sponsor one day telling me, Chuck, the reason you're in so much pain is because you're out of integrity. Now, I didn't know what integrity I mean, I had heard the word, but I didn't really know or understand what integrity was. And his words just kind of resonated with me. So I decided to do a deep dive and, and discover for myself what integrity is. And what I found was integrity isn't one thing. Integrity is an integration of things. In fact, the word integrity breaks down into intra, the first part of the word being integrated or whole. And so what is integrity? But it's the wholeness of our values. Aristotle said, the sum is greater than the whole of its parts, meaning that if you take a watch, for example, and it's got all of these parts, these cogs and wheels and springs and sprockets. And when it's all working together, it serves a higher purpose. The sprocket by himself, by itself doesn't really do much, but when you put it in conjunction in, in integrity piece of the watch is able to serve its purpose. And the purpose of the watch then is to tell time. Integrity, personal integrity is similar in that when I'm acting in accordance with my values and my virtues, I am serving my higher purpose. A lot of us struggle with knowing what our purpose is. And that's because we don't have integrity. You don't know what your purpose is because you don't know what your values are. You don't know what your core values and your systems are. And as a result of that, we wander around the wilderness trying to figure out what purpose we serve. What is the sum that's greater than the whole of our parts? 
what are we here to do and serve and be in the world? And my discovery, at least for myself, was once I started figuring out what my values were and walking in integrity with those values, my purpose emerged from that. I'm working on a book. It'll be out hopefully by Christmas time that is on this entire concept. This is me announcing to the world the book that's coming out called Totally, Utterly, Hopelessly Screwed, A Way Back to Integrity. And the book sort of takes my story of how I was in out of integrity and how I got back into integrity. And as I live each day, the best that I can being in, in, in integrity as I'm aligning with my values, with my virtues, and I'm doing the things that are helping me live from my heart, life is a whole lot better. And even during those times where there's things that are painful, when I'm acting with integrity, even in those times, even though those times are painful, I'm not suffering because I know in my heart of my hearts, that I'm acting with integrity. Totally, utterly, hopelessly screwed away back to integrity. Talks about integrity as a system. And I want to share that system with you today. And this is something that kind of started to develop as I was writing the book. I started to realize that there were lots of teachings from philosophers and theologians and people from the past that talked about virtues. And it's not something we really talk about a lot today. In Stoicism, they talk a lot about virtues and the, the, the cardinal virtues. And in Stoicism, the four cardinal virtues are courage, wisdom, temperance, and justice. Now, Oddly enough, if you take a compass and it also has four parts and they call those the cardinal directions, north, south, east, west. And in our cardinal directions and cardinal virtues, between them are the sort of the, the sub directions. There's northeast, north, northeast, east. So it kind of goes like that. And on a compass, there's multiple points, but it breaks down mostly into 16 points on the compass. So I developed this idea of a compass and I'll show it right here that uh, this is what I call the integrity compass. And it consists of 16 different virtues. And when I'm struggling with something, I bring up this graphic, this compass, and I just look at it and I say to myself, where am I struggling? Am I struggling with courage? You know, what's needed in this situation right now? What do I need to do? Do I need to act with courage? Do I need to act with tenacity? Do I need to act with some self-control or some excellence? Do I need to be forgiving? Do I need to practice grace and empathy? Do I need to practice generosity? What's going on? And oftentimes it's a, it's several of these things that I need to pr be practicing at the same time. Now, 
I also want to say that we are never fully in integrity. We're constantly being moved in. But with a compass, we can find our way back into integrity. If you think of an airplane, it's constantly being blown off course. And the slightest degree off course is going to make the airplane go to a completely different direction. So the pilot, the instruments, the computer system is constantly re-correcting and getting back on course. So just like a compass, we use this compass as a way for us to see what is necessary for us to do in order to stay on course. And so we're constantly adjusting. So let's talk a little bit about the compass. So at the North point, I have courage. And that's because I think courage is basically the North star that all of these other virtues flow out of courage. We have to have courage in order to be able to be tenacious in order to be forgiving. We need to have courage in order to practice temperance. So courage is really the North star. It's the place where I'm constantly pointing back to. And courage doesn't mean that you're not afraid. My favorite quote by M. Scott Peck is, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the ability to move forward in the face of fear. So we're afraid, but courage gives us the ability to move forward. And all of these virtues are, so all of these virtues really require first courage. And so that's the muscle that I want to develop first is courage. Anytime I'm afraid of something, anytime I get a sense of anxiety in myself, when I resist the temptation to withdraw and instead move forward, what I'm doing is practicing courage. Now, each one of these 16 virtues also has a shadow side. And the shadow is basically the opposite. And what's the opposite of courage? The opposite of courage is cowardice. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a coward. And it's actually something that can spring me forward. I can use it as a way to move through things. So when something scares me and I find myself resisting, I'll say to myself, I don't want to be coward. I don't want to be a coward. I'm going to push through this. And every time I do that, every time I lean into that tension, I am exercising the courage muscle and I'm building that up. So courage is a North Star. And then there's assertiveness. Assertiveness is just the ability to assert yourself. What do I need? How do I go out and get that? Tenacity is the ability to stick with something, even when it's really hard, even when it feels like you're doing everything you can and you're not getting the results that you want. It's staying with it and finding different ways in which to approach a problem as opposed to giving up on the problem. Loyalty, that's one that guys, when I talk to them, they're like, oh yeah, I'm really loyal, loyal, loyalty. And loyalty is a little bit different than I'm true to someone else. Loyalty really starts with myself. I've got to be loyal to myself. In fact, all of these virtues start with me. 
practicing these virtues for me so that I can extend my character into the world and with other people. Wisdom. Now, wisdom is something that a lot of us guys, we can fall into this trap of knowledge where we just are seeking more and more knowledge. Wisdom isn't knowledge. Part of it is knowledge, but wisdom is the ability to do the thing that you know is the thing that you should do. Wisdom is the doing process of the wiser thing. Honesty. That's kind of self-explanatory. Honesty is essentially, I got to be honest with myself. In fact, one of the things they teach in AA is rigorous honesty. Being rigorously honest with myself. Knowing myself, knowing my heart, knowing where I'm at in life. And then also practicing that honesty with everyone else. Even when I'm afraid that somebody's not going to like me. That's why I need courage, right? Humility. Humility is the ability to recognize, like, I'm not better than anybody else. I'm not worse than, I'm not better than. And sometimes I mess up and other people mess up. And I've got to practice humility. Generosity. And again, another self explanatory one, but to be generous, not only with yourself, but other people, to have a a mindset of abundance. I have more than enough. And when I have more than enough, I can be completely generous with that. If I am practicing and I have lack and I'm giving something to somebody that I don't have, that's not actually being generous. That's being codependent. So getting clear on what these virtues are is also something that's really important. And that's what the book is talking about. Temperance. Now, this is an old term. Temperance basically means moderation in all things. You can have too much of anything. You can have too much oxygen. You can have too much caffeine. You can have too much water and die from all of these things. Moderation in all things. That's the balance of life. I need to find balance within myself so that I'm not overly compensating one way or the other. And that's what temperance is. Excellence. Excellence is just doing your best. It's at all times trying to be your best self. And you're not always going to be 100%. So even when you're at 50%, you're still striving to be the best. So I'm tired and hungry and cranky. I still need to practice excellence. It's not going to be as good as if I'm full and rested and joyous and free, but practicing excellence all the time is an important value that I have in a, in a virtue. Patience. When I say patience is a virtue, right? And patience is the ability to sit and wait in the tension, not knowing. That's hard for us. We want to know. We want the answer. We want solutions. And sometimes we have to wait. So just the ability to hold the tension of not knowing and not having the answer. I think that's what patience is. Then we've got self-mastery. Self-mastery is the physical, emotional, spiritual part of myself. Like I have to master my body. I have to master my brain. I have to master my mind so that I am 
continuously walking in integrity. Self-mastery. Justice. Well, justice is, a, is an interesting word because when we think of justice, oftentimes we think of retribution, a payment. You did something to me and I owe you something back. And I need to restore the balances of justice. But justice isn't about balancing. Justice is about seeking to restore, seeking to go from the wounded place, but to restore justice means not that the scales are balanced in that you punched me in the nose and so I punch you in the nose and now we're even. But justice is about restoration of the relationship. Empathy is the ability to feel what someone else is feeling. Empathy is the ability to be vulnerable. Empathy is the ability to, similar to humility, to be able to say, there but for the grace of God go I. Empathy is feeling into another person and feeling their pain. So I can empathize and understand where they're coming from. Because one of the greatest human needs is to be understood and to understand. Grace. Maybe one of my favorite topics. Grace is a really misunderstood word. When you think of grace, we think of like a dancer or elegance or something along those lines. But grace is actually a word that means you get something you didn't deserve. Classic would be you didn't eat your dinner, but you get dessert anyway. That's grace. Grace is I am undeserving of this thing, and yet I receive it anyway. And by receiving grace, that also requires that I practice humility because I didn't deserve anything for this. I didn't do anything. I didn't, I don't deserve to live in the United States of America. I don't deserve to have the things that I have, house, car, those kind of things. I could have just as easily been born into poverty. But grace, for whatever reason, this is where I was born. And so I am grateful for the grace. When we say grace at the dinner table, we're talking about what we're grateful for, things that we didn't deserve. And that's what grace is. And then forgiveness is a huge one. This is where a lot of us get trapped. Forgiveness is not about a clean slate. Forgiveness is about letting go of something, letting go of your pain. Somebody did something to me and I owe them this thing back. Right? They punch me in the nose. I owe you a punch back. That's what justice is. But forgiveness is, and part of it is grace. I choose not to collect on the debt. You don't deserve it, but I choose not to collect on the debt. You hurt me. What I owe you is hurt back, but I am choosing to forgive the debt. And that's what forgiveness is. Basically, it's forgiving the debt that somebody else created. So these are my 16 virtues and they're mine. These are the ones that I came up with. You probably have some other ones that yourself that are important. But I think the important piece is that we take some time to really 
distill down what our virtues are, what our values are, what do we hold dear? And then we practice those things. I often encourage guys to figure out what their top five core virtues or values are. That's because 16 is kind of a big number. But if you can break it down, even down to top three, and here's what I suggest. When you look at this compass, when you look at the 16 virtues, what are the ones that are hardest for you? What are the ones you really struggle with? Maybe it's tenacity, follow through. Maybe it's humility, like maybe you've got a lot of pride. Maybe it's self-mastery, you let yourself go. Whatever the ones are that you struggle with the most, those are your core values. Because it's easy to take something, let's say, yeah, I'm really good with generosity. I can give my time, my resources, all that kind of stuff. That's easy for me. That's not a core value. That's something you do anyway. Your core values come from practicing and growing the muscles in the ones that you struggle with the most. One more, and one more. And one more thought about integrity is not natural. It's not natural to be courageous. It's not natural to be tenacious or assertive or loyal. The natural thing is to be selfish to protect myself at all costs. The natural thing is to me. The natural thing is to do what's fun and pleasurable. So integrity is not an act of natural. It's not natural. And as a result of that, it requires a supernatural act. And that supernatural act is our own ability to override the nature and do the higher thing. And in order for me to do a supernatural act, one of the things that I find for myself that's important is that I'm connecting with the source of love that allows me to practice these things, helps me override my natural tendencies. And so integrity is actually a very spiritual act. And when I talk about spirituality, when I'm in alignment with my values, that's when I'm feeling the most spiritual because spirituality is the opposite of nature. When you think about integrity, when you think about your values, when you think about your core values and things like that, and the ones specifically that you struggle with, this is where you can invoke the love that's greater than yourself and work towards finding and connecting with that divine spark that's inside of you that gives you the power to override the nature and then do the thing that's hard. If you like this video, subscribe, like, comment. I will be announcing the actual date and how you can order the book in a future video. So if you want to know more about that, just subscribe to this channel. And I will see you guys next time.